Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number seven, take one. Welcome to Rackhouse Ramblings. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening. And this is episode number seven. Wow, another crazy week and shit is getting real, isn't it? <laughs> How about the stay at home stuff? I don't know about you guys, but uh, to, to stay home and to isolate and to not go out and, and do things that aren't essential, it is a very different feeling, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, being a little bit older, I guess, and from another generation, I suppose, I'm more accustomed to being social, to being out there, being with friends, laughing, talking, sharing, things like that. And when you take that all away, boy, I miss it. I don't know about you guys. Um, on, on the other hand, I guess, you know, if you're younger, you're 20-something, um, it may not seem like such a big deal because you're used to, or I guess accustomed to, or you've done it before. I guess I call it, I think of it as cyber socializing. Um, so you guys have chatted online. You've probably played video games online. Um, you can even have a whole relationship just through text messaging, you know, calling yourself in a relationship through text messaging. But for me, it, it's very, it's a big adjustment. Go figure. Who would have thought? So anyway, this week's show, I've got a segment um, that ties into the staying home isolating thing. It's binge watching TV. I'll tell you what I'm watching. And I promise <laughs> uh, it's probably not what you're watching. Then I'll have a talk about another segment on virtual get togethers, you know, using, you've probably heard of Zoom and Google Hangouts. So I tried Google Hangouts and we'll talk about that as well. Then in the bourbon spotlight, uh, I bought a new bottle of Barton 1792. It's called the Foolproof Recipe or Foolproof uh, Expression. So we'll try that. And then uh, another segment on Corona crap, uh, stuff on the front line. So uh, before we get into that, you know, speaking of the front lines, um, there's been a few times we've had uh, like issues when we go grocery shopping on duty, you know, for, uh, for our duty day. And the issue is with, like meat prices and things being inflated. Uh, I, I hate to use the word gouging, but damn, it was gouging. Price of ground beef went up from you know three ninety nine to seven dollars overnight, and so what that does that affects on what we buy. We haven't been able to get everything we need and stay under like our fifth. We have a fifty dollar daily budget, so you guys know how it is. You when you're shopping for five guys at the station, you you buy all your stuff for lunch and for dinner. For fifty dollars, so there's five of us. We throw in ten bucks each. We do it for fifty dollars. That's how it goes every day. And once these prices jumped, holy crap! It uh, it really affected <laughs> it really affected what we bought. Really, uh, it, it's a big adjustment. So another time we went shopping. Of course, we get a, a call. We get toned out, and we weren't able to even get back. And so let's face it. You know, we don't look forward to shopping these days. Not just because of the prices and the inconvenience of being busy. We're twice as busy as we've always been. But when you walk around the grocery store, you really get to see the the individuals that are not taking this seriously. They're not very clean. They're not very, I guess you wouldn't call them the pinnacle of cleanliness or personal hygiene. So when we walk in, now we've been shopping in our uh We've been wearing our, our N95 mask, and I've been wearing gloves because I know nobody wipes anything down in the grocery store. But you walk around, and then people will approach you. I've been approached several times, and they ask, you know, are, is there something going on here? Is this for real? Is And I try and tell them, you know, I'm not wearing this because I like wearing this. I'm wearing this because I know 
what is going on in the area here. And they really kind of just shrug it off or whatever, but they don't take it seriously. So what we've had to do because of all these things is a few times we started ordering out from our local restaurants. And I just wanted to take a minute and say thanks to a few restaurants that have really helped us out. Um, My first and my favorite has been Southside Grill. They're in South Warren on Nine Mile and uh, Warner. And uh, that's between uh, Ryan and DeQuinder. These guys, they're really good people. Um, They take care of us. So we've called them a handful of times already. And even if we call them the last minute, they've come through for us. They'll throw everything together in 20 minutes. And um, I'll tell you what, they're nice folks. The food is great. The um, service is great. And of course, right now they're doing just carry out only. And so we've ordered uh, on Friday, their fish dinners are really good. We've ordered burger and fries on other days, gyro and fries. And I'll tell you what, everything is hot. It's fresh. It tastes great. And the portions are perfect. So uh, I want to say thanks to those folks. And when all this Corona stuff is all cleared up and the isolation uh, is over, if you're in the area, stop by and try this place out. It's at Nine Mile at the corner of Nine Mile and Warner uh, in the south end of Warren. And let them know you heard uh, heard about here on Rackhouse Ramblings. Other place I want to say thanks to is Debella Subs. Um, Debella Subs is on Van Dyke, south of 14, and they're right in front of the Menards there. These guys are great, too. They have a special program for first responders. And, you know, it really, really helps us out. We can pull right up and they come outside and uh, bring it right to the rig. Um, We've ordered from them a couple of times and they are awesome, man. I am not a huge sub or sandwich person, but this is really good stuff. And I'm a sucker for fresh, fresh baked bread and their buns are fresh baked right there every day. And I'll tell you, they are off the charts. So all five of us, we ordered large subs the other day, and holy shit, they're the size of your forearm. So if you put your elbow on the table and made a fist from your elbow to your fist, that's how big the damn sandwich was. Man, is it good. Uh, so give them a try. Tell them you heard it here on Rackhouse Ramblings. Debella Subs, they're really good people. The last place I want to thank is uh, Lumberyard Grub and Pub. And um, at Station 3, we haven't been over there yet, but they have a special program for first responders too. They're on Shaner, just south of 696. And it's really, it's a, a corner bar. Very nice people, great program. Uh, We haven't been there at Station 3, but some of the other stations have been there, and they're giving it really good reviews. So if you're over there after all this corona stuff is done, stop by, patronize them. They're really nice people, and all three of these places, are they really deserve our support. We like them a lot. So uh, before I move on, I want to do another thanks to a couple of anonymous donors. So we've had uh, somebody stop by and dropped off a couple of boxes of gloves. Now they're size medium, which is mine, so that's perfect, but they left them by the front door, and I don't know who it is, but I wanted to say thanks. And then yesterday, uh, a shop around the corner on 8 Mile that is a uh, more or less an auto sales place, and they do auto repair, they stopped by, and they dropped off uh, a bunch of, when I say a bunch, at least a dozen of these uh, 3M half-face mask respirators, brand new, in the package, unopened. And what these are, these are the respirators that the cartridge will snap on uh, the exterior. It takes two cartridges, and the cartridges are replaceable. And it may not sound like a big deal, but for us, these are so comfortable when we tried them on. Um, we, they're allowing us nowadays to wear our SCBA mask with an adapter, but the problem is with the mask, our uh, glass fogs up. It's a full face shield. So this half shield goes over your nose, over your mouth, and we can wear safety glasses. And this system is so much more comfortable. It's easier to breathe, has some bigger vent holes in it. And we really, really appreciate that. He also dropped off a case of large gloves. So 
He didn't say uh, what shop he was with. He just said he was on 8 Mile. And I'll tell you what, this guy made our day. We really appreciate it. Then the last thanks is to a uh, resident over Colony Estates uh, subdivision or condos over off Warner. Uh, I shouldn't say Warner. Thomas, south of 9 Mile. And uh, she was really thankful. We helped her out uh, a week or two ago, helped her dad back into bed. And she bought us a pizza and salad for lunch from Jet's Pizza, had it delivered to the station. So I've renewed faith in humanity. I want to say thanks to all those people. Uh, we're going to get the show started. This is Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number seven. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff, and I'm back. This is the segment on binge-watching TV. That's right. So now that we're home, we're all sitting around on our butts, uh, taking it easy, trying to stay busy. We've been binge-watching uh, TV. Um, and I guess, you know, I'm not a big TV watcher like uh, some of the other guys, but lately I have been. And, uh, you know, most of you know I, I have a hard time sitting still. I like to do things. I like to make things. I like to get, get pretty much get into it. But lately my routine has changed, so I'm binge-watching like a madman. What am I watching? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm a big fan of Star Trek, so I signed up for the free month of CBS All Access, and I binged-watched their series called Picard. I loved it. Now, Picard is based on the Star Trek uh, Next Generation series. And if you're not a Trekkie and you don't know what I'm talking about, Star Trek The Next Generation was a Star Trek spinoff, and it started in 1987, ran for seven seasons. Um, they also made like several full-length movies based on the series. And, you know, ever since it went off the air, the reruns have been playing. Um, the show ended in, what, 1994. And ever since the show ended, they've been running reruns all over uh, cable TV. So... Finally, now there's something new from Next Generation. If you're a Trekkie like me, check it out. I like it. The free month from CBS All Access is more, more than enough time to binge that first season that's out. So the second season isn't out yet, but I watched the whole first season. And while you're there, check out. They have another uh, Star Trek series called Star Trek Discovery. It's another spinoff. And I'm almost through with that first season. I like it, but it's not as much, uh, not as good as Picard, I think. I give it a thumbs up if you're a Trekkie. Check it out. Uh, check out Picard and Discovery, and they're both on CBS All Access. You get a free month now that everyone's home. Another show I'm binging, binging <laughs> is called uh, Superstore. Now, um, it's a funny sitcom on NBC. Uh, it takes place in a store called Cloud Nine, but the store looks an awful lot like Walmart. So Anne, my wife, told me about it, and we watched almost two seasons so far. And each episode, what I like is each episode is only 20 minutes. So they, I, it's real quick, no commercials, anything like that. If you're a fan of The Office or Parks and Rec, then you probably like Superstore. Uh, it's on demand, NBC. If you got Comcast or whatever, just go on demand, check it out. It's pretty funny. There's some good shit in there. I liked it. And then, without saying, <laughs> the, another binge-watching, if you haven't seen Tiger King, you should freaking watch it. It is, like, the top of the list. Uh, it's a documentary on Netflix, and it lives up to all the hype. Whatever you, you keep seeing everywhere for a reason. It's it, it's such a crazy, hard-to-believe story, I don't even know where to start. Start, But this show, like, if you had a checklist of boxes of good, uh, some good TV to watch, drugs, check, violence, check, music, <laughs> check sex check guns check uh tigers check gay polygamy check 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 all the boxes 
because they're all on there. And you could probably do, I could, I could probably sit and talk a whole podcast about Tiger King, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not going to give away the plot of the story. You got to watch it. So I just shake my head and say, Jesus, only in America. And then the last thing for binge watching, of course, you guys, ever, if you know me, you know I really like Curse of Oak Island. Curse of Oak Island I've been watching. And then another thing you probably wouldn't know about me is uh, I've been watching the old Austin Powers movie. <laughs> Some of my older buddies will know uh, I'm a big Austin Powers fan. And I'll tell you, the, the Mike Myers humor never, ever, ever gets old. It is so, so funny. If you want to laugh your ass off, pour a glass of wine, glass of bourbon, sit down, uh, and binge watch a couple of Austin Powers. So check it out. That's it for this segment. I'll be right back. This is the Rackhouse Rambling Bourbon Spotlight for episode number seven. And the bourbon spotlight for this episode is Barton 1792's Full Proof Limited Edition Bourbon. Uh, I was at my favorite store the other day, buying some spirits, of course, and my favorite store, I'm going to shout out to Wine Palace in Livonia, I-96 in Middle Belt. So I stroll up and down, he's got like a, a whole roll of uh, bourbons, and I really couldn't decide. He was um, um, trying to show me a few different things, and uh, he has a bunch of barrel picks right up front, probably five or six of them, but none of them caught my eye. He had, I tasted uh, one of them was from Coppercraft Barrel Pick. He let me have a taste of that, and it really wasn't my cup of tea. It was a little spicy for me, but I ended up with this bottle of uh, Full Proof 1792. So, of course, once again, like I always like to do, I go to their website, 1792distillery.com, and do some research. And um, like I said before, I like their website. It has a lot of good stuff on it. But So I pull up the literature on uh, the foolproof, and it says, uh, I'm going to read a quote from their website. Bourbon insiders have long acknowledged that foolproof bourbon has a distinguished and rich flavor. This bourbon underwent a distinct filtering process, uh, foregoing the typical chill filtration and passing only through a plate and a frame filter. Well, it says through a plate and frame filter. Sorry about that. This allowed the bourbon to maintain a robust proof for bottling as well as full, rich, and bold flavor. Bottled at its original 125 barrel entry proof, just as it was years ago when the barrels were first filled. 1792 foolproof bourbon is exceptionally distinct. So there you have it. 125 proof. Whew. And they have some tasting notes here. It says it's strong and full of flavor. This bold bourbon boasts an incredible deep smoky taste, superbly balanced with sweet vanilla and notes of caramel. That's pretty cool. I, I like. I always like the descriptions. I don't know how to just, when I taste it, I always say, oh, that's really good. I'm not uh, all elegant and everything about describing it. But you can, if you remember from my previous bourbon spotlight, uh, I had another 1792 in the spotlight. And uh, I mentioned that they do what's called, uh, they have seven different expressions of their bourbon. It's like seven recipes, you know, and foolproof is one of them. The, uh, I'm going to taste the foolproof expression. And then I want to compare it to the other bottle I have is called the small batch expression. So first we're going to taste it, then we're going to compare it. Um, you know, at a glance, I have two bottles sitting in front of me. They both look identical. Uh, the bottles are the same. The color is the same. The only difference is around the neck of the bottle. Uh, the small batch has a burgundy wrap, and the foolproof has a uh, like a black wrap around the neck. The color looks the same. The bottle looks the same. So let's give it a try. We're going to open up the foolproof bottle. 
see what we have here. And I'm pouring them. Uh, I got a couple of small shot glasses. I want to say thanks again to Chris and Debbie from their wedding. These uh, shot glasses were left over, so my glasses will say Chris and Debbie on them. So let's see what we have. This is the foolproof 1792. Wow. And I'll tell you, if you just smell it, uh, it smells hot. <laughs> I won't lie. It, it, it smells like uh, there's some alcohol in there. And you know what? On the front end, there is a little zip to it. You can... Uh, you can definitely taste the alcohol in there, but it is, the finish is really smooth. So when they say caramel and vanilla, I can definitely taste those, but you can definitely feel, I don't know, how do you describe it? Like the vapors come up almost, <laughs> almost from the, uh, the, the 125 proof, but the, it's, this is good. So the next time I, I have this will be in a tumbler with be uh, with a couple of uh, rocks in it. I like to have mine chilled. So there, I finished that one. Uh, very smooth, very a really good finish. I like that one. The the one twenty five probably gets you there a little quicker though. So now what I'm going to do is uh, take a few sips of the small batch expression. Wow, almost like water compared to the foolproof. Wow, very good, very similar taste, but they're distinctly different and. You know, it almost seems because of the uh, proof. So the small batch proof is uh, 93.7. So you can definitely taste the difference. Wow. But both very, very good. Give them a try. Barton 1792, uh, the small batch expression from before. And on this spotlight was foolproof expression. Uh, both of them th thumbs up. I'll definitely buy the foolproof expression again. Check it out. Rackhouse Ramblings will be right back. Episode number seven is back, and let's talk about some corona crap. You know, you've probably heard nothing but corona shit on the news. I know I do, but let's talk about it from the front line, from what we're seeing this week. Um, it was similar to last week. More people that want to go to the hospital to get tested. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, everyone wants to get tested. I didn't understand until I was home my last four day, and now I get it. All I heard in the news was when to get tested, where to get tested, who should get tested, how long do test results take. Uh, well, now I know why we keep getting calls. It's because the news talks about it. I'm like what the fuck? The, they they don't talk about treatments. They don't talk about how to stay busy when you stay home. They don't talk about ways to conserve your resources like toilet paper. What the shit? It's all about being tested. That's all they talk about. And then they glorify when someone tests positive, whether it's a news person or a celebrity. Um, for me, that what the shit, you know? I swear it's so you can post on your social media that you have it. You know, now I got it. This is a way to get recognized, a way to get attention, kind of like the I got it too movement, right? Um, next is the I'm a corona survivor movement. So I I don't understand it. I, I you know, or you know what, maybe I figured it out. If people get tested and it's documented by the hospital, by the CDC, by the government, well, now you have data that will show a need, a need for resources, a need for supplies, a need for funding, of course. you got to have funding. Think about it. So the federal government won't just send you resources unless you have data and you have to have proof, and that's what it is. I, I, I'm convinced that um, Detroit is purposely testing its residents 
for a reason. You know, I live in Northville. I don't see Northville lining up to test residents, and I don't see the city of Warren lining people up to test residents, but the city of Detroit does. And and I'm sure there's a reason. I don't know exactly what it is, but I have a funny feeling it has to do with, with funding. You know, why would you set up a whole drive-through process to test 800 people a day unless there wasn't a reason, you know? And all those people had to get a script, too. So I, I'm sure there, there's a reason. So whatever. Enough with that. Before I forget... Um, the latest from the front line, one of our firefighter medics was sent home from duty uh, because his girlfriend that he shares a home with, well, she's a nurse, and just like us, she's working on the front lines. God bless her. She she wasn't feeling good, got tested, and I'm sorry to say, you know what, she's tested positive. Um, she's in our prayers and our thoughts, and now our coworker was sent home because he's at a higher risk of contracting the virus. You know, and I agree, that's right. So, uh, besides, he's going to take he's taking he is taking care of her and be there for her and help her out, which is great, you know. And so he gets sent to the testing center where first responders are supposed to go. We go down to Wayne State, and guess what they say? Right, no test until you show symptoms. So does something. I, to me, something doesn't sound right about that, right? So we watch City of Detroit. They set up a testing center at the state fairgrounds. Hundreds of people. But here we have a first responder that can't get a test without symptoms. To me, that's a, that's a no-brainer. What the fuck? So now we have someone that can help people but has to sit home and wait it out because they won't test them, you know? It's, I don't know, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, talk about what we, the coronavirus, it's highly contagious, possibly life-threatening. We can cure it. We can pass it on, even without showing symptoms like he is right now. Wouldn't it be in the best interest of... The general public of everyone at our station, um, the citizens in, a, in the city, to give them a test. So if we rewind a little bit, we had spent, uh, we worked 24-hour shifts. So, you know, I work alongside him. And, of course, he responds to calls. We all respond to calls. And he makes direct contact with patients. So wouldn't it be in the best interest to find out if he's negative? Because guess what? We worked a whole nother shift waiting to hear from anyone you know what to do how to handle this and in the meantime every person he comes in contact with is possibly exposed so wouldn't it be good to test him and let everyone know hey we can breathe easy he was negative or hey you know what we should take precautions he was positive so it i don't i don't understand how why they wouldn't have we have this whole system set up for first responders and then they wouldn't test them so it, it doesn't make sense to me you know if nothing else, you know, test them just to ease the stress on him and on his family and his family at the fire station and beside at the kitchen table with the oncoming shift that we just sat with the other day. Think about it. So now all of whether we realize it or not in the back of our head, there's a possibility we could have the coronavirus. But now the, the Folks down at the, the first responder testing station didn't want to test him. So to this day, he's still been out of work this week, wondering if he has it or not. So we'll see. Hey, right now, he's not showing any signs or symptoms, but like we know, that really doesn't mean much. He could still be passing it, paying it uh, forward, I guess. So speaking of stress, yesterday, we received an email from Deputy Chief, and God bless him. He he really cares about us, and I, I like him a lot. The email was about stress, and it looked like he was sent 
from someone else and he forwarded on and the uh it's the stress that's brought on by working through these tough times with the coronavirus and it was a pdf file um and it talks about ways to recognize it and deal with it and of course i get i don't know call me crazy i took the time to read it i'm sure everyone i've talked to has deleted it but um i found it incredibly ironic we get an email about stress relief and recognition at the same time we find out about this exposure right so you want to release some stress test everyone in the station just test everyone in the department as a matter of fact that would relieve some stress because none of us know who has it and who doesn't so I continue on. I'm reading this literature about stress and all that. And something jumped out at me. Maybe you guys should read it because um, I know most of you, <laughs> you just hit the delete thing in your mouth. You hit the little trash can. But there is a section called um, recognize when you need a break, right? And in that part, there's these two little boxes, one on the left, one on the right, and they have these new terms. And I pause it. And the first term is called burnout, you know. Uh, we all know what burnout is, but they define it as a human response to chronic emotional and interpersonal stress at work related by exhaustion, cynicism, and work inefficiency. Those are the signals, right? So the other term in another little highlighted box, and this is my favorite one, it's called compassion fatigue. <laughs> it's defined as the resulting exhaustion from constant exposure to the same stressor, leading to decreased compassion and empathy for others. I love this one. This is my going to be my new buzzword for a while, compassion fatigue. Um, I, I'm kind of stuck on it, right? Does it hit home with anyone or anyone you work with, right? So I kind of expect uh, decreased compassion and decreased empathy when I see one of our own gets treated without the same regard as any other civilian. Um, it kind of pisses me off, right? So these 800 people can get tested, but our one first responder can't. So I'll, I'll end it with that. That's enough for my rant for this week. So uh, be safe, be clean, be well. Uh, we'll be right back. Rackhouse Ramblings episode seven continues with virtual get-togethers. Have you tried Zoom or Google Hangouts or have you even heard of them? I've, I heard of the Zoom one, the, the Hangouts one I didn't, but one of the guys at the station introduced uh, me to it and we gave it a try. So um, it's a software app you can download and it's for video conference call, you know, like uh, it, it sounds so high tech, right? <laughs> they use it in the business world all the time. Um, we just did it just to hang out, you know, like cyber style. So a few of us, we downloaded the app and we call Google Hangs Hangouts and you can see their face. You know, it's like a, a, a chat room for however many people you want to do using their video. And it was pretty cool. So we had four on the line at the same time. And um, you can use your smartphone. I was using my tablet and it worked pretty cool. I tried it on both of them. And the one feature on it was kind of weird. So whoever is talking, you know, if we have four or five people and we take turns talking, whoever is talking, um, when it shows up on my screen, their face will um, enlarge. If you weren't talking and you're just sitting in the background listening, your image, your video image, is a little thumbnail down in the lower corner. But as soon as you start talking, uh, making any sort of noise, your, your image will enlarge on my screen. Uh, to full size. It was pretty cool how that works. So you know who's always talking. And I can see this really catching on. And one of my buddies was saying they use it to play cards. Um, I'm not sure what 
software they use to play the cards or whatever, but he was playing Texas Hold'em, I think he was saying, using this. And I thought it sounded pretty cool. So I've used it a few times ever since. I like it. Google Hangouts, it's an app you get for free. And uh, as long as you know somebody's email or phone number, you can get to it. And my wife has been using Zoom a couple times a week with her girlfriends to do like group chats instead of their uh, weekly get-together. So check it out. Um, it's worth doing. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. It's kind of fun. And I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, I'm on a four-day, so who knows? I might bang out another one the next day or two. But I, uh, I'm so grateful to have you guys listen. I really appreciate it. And right now, you can find uh, Rat House Ramblings on iTunes. You can find it on Google Podcasts. And, and you can find me on Spotify. So I'm still working on some social media stuff. So coming down the pipe, you're going to start seeing... Uh, on Instagram, when I when I uh, drop a new podcast, you'll see a, a, something on Instagram come up, and then I'm also going to start working on some other social media stuff. It's still going to be a couple weeks away, though, but uh, hang in there. Be patient. Uh, I got more stuff coming, and in probably the next episode, I'll have some Jeff stories for you. Uh, maybe some hunting stories, something like that. But uh, anyway, have a great week. I really appreciate you guys for listening. Um, Rackhouse Ramblings episode seven is over. You start it. Boss sent me home because it cleared my throat. Said don't come back without a doctor's note got in my truck drove down the road started thinking about two weeks alone surfing the web for something to do thought i'd give this yoga a try or two i'ma stay home I'ma stay here I'ma stay right here on this couch and crack a beer I'ma stay home I'ma stay here I'ma stay right here on this couch and crack a beer After two weeks I never felt better My chakras are on another level Big gram and bacon, so I will start my day. Downward dog, namaste. Namaste home, namaste here. Namaste right here on this couch and crack a beer. Namaste home, namaste here. I'ma stay right here on the couch and crack a beer.